podcast. Conversations, stories, advice from the autism community for the autism community. All right, welcome back to a piece of hope podcast. So this week we have Ashley Lauren here, and she's a mom of a child with autism, and she's also here to talk to us about a business that she started. So welcome. Hi, so thank, glad to have you. Thank you for having me today. So uh, let's just go into what we we're already talking about and just your whole story. I love this. This whole thing is awesome. Okay, so um, I basically started a business because of my journey with my son um, trying to get him diagnosed with autism. Um, I'm just going to back it up just a little bit for some backstory. But my son Oliver, he um, it was per- first put on my radar around three from my pediatrician when I was talking to her about how just how different he was from my older one. And um, I described some things and she said, it kind of sounds like he has Asperger's. You might want to have some evaluations done with him. And so I just didn't skip a beat. And I'm like, okay, well, then that's what I have to do. And so I started on that journey. And it was really difficult because um, it's taken four years to get a diagnosis for him. He's oh, now wow. seven. So it's been quite the journey. But um, he's he's really high-functioning. And so that's been... A challenge for me um, getting that diagnosis for him because uh, psychologists would, you know, spend 10, 15 minutes with him and, and say, you know, he's fine. He's just a little moody. But my mom gut knew that that was not the case. I'm like, you need to spend more time with him. You need to see what I see. And so I hopped around from psychologist. In the meantime, I went through a divorce and moved from Colorado back to Georgia. And that was really frustrating because they actually had me start over with um, new people. They wouldn't transfer my information over to the state of Georgia. So all of the people that I had met with in Colorado, they they wouldn't transfer any of it. So that was really frustrating. And it frustrating. was already a really difficult journey. Yes, exactly. So I got back to Georgia and I started over um, and... Finally, in October, I found someone who would hear my concerns. She spent a lot of great quality time with not just me and Oliver, but, um, you know, I just really felt heard. And she said, um, you know, when she was giving me the diagnosis, uh, she said it was pretty clear to me early on that he does have autism. If those other people would have spent just a little bit more time with them, they would have seen it. And um, so then it was just like this huge sigh of relief, like, oh, my gosh. Finally, like I finally have a diagnosis for him. Um, Validation for that mom gut. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But um, my business kind of started, Oliver started school. um, He started kindergarten and at the time he didn't have a diagnosis still. Mm -hmm. So he was placed in a gen ed setting and I went into the school year proactive. I'm like, Oliver's being tested for Asperger's. Um, You know, I didn't know that they didn't diagnose Asperger's still. So I kept telling like, oh, he's borderline Asperger's or whatever. So I was putting that on their radar. And um, day one, Oliver went to kindergarten and came home with a crown and had like this great day at school. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Because he previously had been asked not to come back to two different preschools. Mm. Um, And so I thought, well, maybe this is different. And then day two happened, oh, no. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, 
we've got to get on top of this. And so immediately the school started doing their end of evaluations, trying to get him into special ed. And I love, love the school that he was at. For sure, they did everything that they could for him. But it wasn't until February that he was placed into special ed with an EBD diagnosis, Mm -hmm. even though he wasn't diagnosed with EBD at the time, um, emotional behavior disorder, for those of you that don't know, Um, you know, the little letter things. What's that called? When you have the letters? Acronyms? Yeah, acronyms. (laughs) Acronyms. Um, I'm bad at all the acronyms. So EBD is emotional behavior disorder. From August until February of kindergarten year, Oliver was in a gen ed setting. And I kept getting phone calls, like, oh, you have to come pick him up. And it was just really heartbreaking, like, knowing and and all of the teachers there and all of his special ed team, like, they all knew that he needed help. And we were all so helpless, like, oh, and everybody was rooting for him. They're like, you know, it wasn't just a bad kid who had bad behaviors, like, clearly. a kid that needed support. Yes. And um, what's so sweet is he developed these really great relationships with the assistant principal there. He took such, such great interest in Oliver, and Oliver just adores him. So every time he sees him now, he just gives him the biggest hug. But he made him feel seen and feel loved, and that his outbursts and his meltdowns were, they were okay. Like, that's just how it was Mm -hmm. and that didn't make him a bad kid don't you wish we had more people like that oh my gosh that were just a little more accepting yes (laughs) so much um after lots and lots and lots and lots of tears and just crying like all the time nightly um my fiance my boyfriend at the time now my fiance encouraged me to find a hobby basically to have something to take my mind off of things and to de-stress. And so he's like, well, you like necklaces. Why don't you just make a necklace? And I thought, I don't know how the heck to make a necklace. Like, what do you do? So like anybody would do, they would YouTube it. Mm -hmm. And so I YouTubed (laughs) it and ordered some things off of Amazon. I'm like, all right, I can do this. And so I made a necklace for myself and I'm like oh this makes me feel so great is the one you're wearing now is that one that you've made yes I've made this one um I started out though making a lot of agates which are like sliced stone looking they're really cool so that's how I got my big start I guess (laughs) I wouldn't say big start but you know got my my foot in in foot in the door yeah and um and then I've always loved custom things And so I ordered a metal stamping kit and I thought, oh, I'm going to make some like, I'm going to stamp on our spoons or things like that, you Mm -hmm. know, just something crafty. And um, so I made a necklace and then I also stamped something and one of my kids needed me and my stamping just happened to fall on top of my stone. (laughs) And so when I turned around, I was like, oh, that's really pretty together. And so then I started creating custom stamped stones. And that's really how I got my start. And I would do a lot of, um, it was around Mother's Day. And so I would do a lot of um, kids' birthdays and names and that kind of stuff and just sell them to my Facebook friends, basically. And then I got a name in the community and it just kept growing and growing. And um Initially, that wasn't very fulfilling for me, um, doing all of the custom names and that kind of stuff. It just wasn't my thing. But um, 
But it all started just as an outlet yes. to kind of get through that diagnosis and all those frustrations. Yes. And, and then Justin, my fiance, encouraged me like, well, maybe you can make some extra cash from it. Try to sell it to some of your Facebook friends. And so then it just kind of spiraled from there. And I never intended it to grow it into this thing, but it just organically grew. And um, so I didn't really enjoy putting the names and birthdays and that kind of stuff. And so I wanted to do something more meaningful and something that would give me fulfillment. And um, I went through a really tough divorce before, and um, I just had a lot of words of affirmation and things like that that really struck a chord with me. And so it initially started with me just putting the phrase choose joy on something. And to me, that was very satisfying. But a lot of other people, you know, choose joy. Oh, that's a cute saying or whatever. But when when I put why I choose joy, then I started having responses. And I learned that being vulnerable and sharing yourself like so many people, uh, so many other people go through things that feel alone but when you have the courage to be vulnerable and open yourself up, people can identify with you. And so I told a little story about how um, Choose Joy means so much to me because when I was going through my divorce, um, I actually went to commit suicide. And I was in my garage in my van ready to say goodbye. And I saw my oldest son's bike. Um, and it just was like, oh, my gosh, Ashley what the heck are you doing? Like, you have three kids that need you. My youngest, I was nursing at the time, so he was itty-bitty. And I just snapped out of it, and I took on this motto of, like, okay, every day you have to wake up, and you have to find a reason to choose joy. And so that became uh, my kids. I would choose joy for my kids. And so I didn't go, it took me a while to go into detail um, with people about that because it's embarrassing talking about things like depression and suicide and anxiety and things like that. And it's just not often talked about. And so I think it's so brave of you, though, (laughs) to not only, you know, put your information out there like on the Internet. And also, I just love True Story. Um, But just... I mean, this that's what this whole podcast is about, is like having other parents and families listen to this and relate to it, and maybe they can find that hope, they can find that joy and that reason to keep going, because they have that story of someone else who's been through, because you're right, people don't talk about the really, really bad days. Right. They talk about, you know, the Their accomplishments. Yes, the highlight <laughs> reel. And life is so much more, life is not a highlight reel. It is not. And I was in the midst of, like, bad depression. I had never had depression before until going through my divorce and my gosh, it's it's terrifying. Like it's really a lot of anxiety and things like that. You're trying to get this diagnosis as well, right? Yes, and my youngest son was actually um, something else that I talk. I'm okay talking about now is I actually became anorexic during that time because of stress, and so I'm nursing and I'm not eating. And my youngest actually became failure to thrive during that time, and it was terrifying. And I, all of my family was in Georgia, and my. now he's my ex-husband, but we were separated at the time, and I just felt so alone going through all of this stuff, trying to get a diagnosis, trying to go to um, feeding therapy. And then my oldest, he has something called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is genetic. It's just a connective tissue disorder. So I was also doing therapy with him, and I just felt so stretched that I couldn't take it anymore. And um, 
so yeah, that's that's where I was in Colorado, and um, when I was able to share my story and share some of myself, the response that I saw from people sending me messages like, oh my gosh, I've been through this, I felt so alone, thank you for talking about it, and people started, um, you know, relating to me, and so then it was like, I really like that I had an impact on people. So then I would share something else and then I would share something else and why I put hope on this one. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, on the other side of things now, I can see that there was hope there. And so if you're in a season where you feel like you do want to commit suicide or something like that, like there's hope there that, that there is something on the other side of things for you. But so that's how it all started. And, um, it grew into this thing, and I realized through all of that 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 is actually not my passion. It's not making jewelry. <laughs> my passion has, um, it's now using my voice to help others who don't have a voice or feel like they don't have a voice or can't speak for themselves and helping them find their voice. So for me, previously in my relationship, I just felt like my opinion never mattered, I wasn't good enough, things like that. And if I would look back now on my life a few years ago and think of how I am currently, there's no way, there's no way that I would ever think that I would be speaking about anything, much less being a guest on any <laughs> podcast or anything like that, because I was so afraid to to say the wrong thing, or to even have an opinion. And so now by using my voice and sharing my story and being vulnerable and opening up, the the impact that I'm having on others, I, I constantly am getting messages sent to me daily like, oh my gosh, thank you for how are you doing this or how did you do that? And so that's what my passion is now is using my voice and helping others find their voice. So I feel like that's such a beautiful story when you're saying that you took that moment to choose joy. You had to make that decision to keep going. And in turn, you're like helping others find hope and, you know, find the light at the end of the tunnel and get out of the trenches. So I'm so glad you're here today. I mean, you're like... (laughs) We're like the person version of why we started the podcast, like <laughs> yeah. to put things out there to give people hope. Like yeah. the name of the podcast is a piece of hope. So yeah, I, mean, I love that. I think that, you know, we're here to talk about the clothing and stuff, but I think that the whole beginning of this was kind of like to solidify why we even do this, to put it out there for, you know, people that listen that maybe are at a spot in life where they don't have any hope. So exactly. Yeah. You've got to talk about these t-shirts, guys. You've got to go and look at the picture that we'll post of these <laughs> awesome shirts that she's making. I love these. Okay, so Oliver was finally diagnosed in October, and um, since then, I have been a big advocate for him and just a huge fan, always on the sidelines, like, okay, you have this diagnosis, but that does not have to define who you are. That does not have to hold you back from doing anything, like, if anything, it's going to enhance things for you because, like, yes, you have a diagnosis of autism. That's how it is. Like, but that's part of you, and that's who you are. And and I adore him. I love him. And so I wanted to create something that would be a conversation starter that is um, that he would be proud to wear, that I'm proud to wear, and that he would see his names with all of these other people and realize the potential that he has 
regardless of his diagnosis. So I created these shirts. I don't know if you've seen, have you ever seen squad shirts before? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, I created oh, my, yeah. I did my own I'm a big fan spin. of squad shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so I um, did my own little version of a squad shirt and I made autism squad shirts. But the thing that's really cool about them is that they're customizable because like I said earlier, I love custom things. And um, you can actually put your own last name in there with the other people that are on the shirt, which are Einstein and Mozart and Michelangelo. And through my research, of course, they did not diagnose autism (laughs) back in the day. However, researchers have studied these three names and they feel like they actually um, are parallel to what the autism spectrum is. So they're believed to be on the spectrum. And I'm believing that they're on the spectrum because they're awesome, incredible people. And it's just like it goes to show you like everybody knows who Einstein is, you Mm -hmm. know. And it's like, oh, my gosh, Einstein, all the things Einstein has done. And he's on the spectrum like you have the potential to do something. And yes, Einstein was quirky and weird and had outbursts and things like that. And like people judged him and he is Einstein and now he is like you know I the mean, one that everybody looks up yes, to it's yes. like, <laughs> and so I, d- I put Michelangelo on there because um, Oliver actually wants to be an artist when he grows up that's what his, his thing is art he loves it and so I'm like you know Michelangelo and I show him pictures because um, I don't hide it from him that he has autism um, I don't think that there's any shame in it and I don't think that he should um necessarily be treated differently by peers or anything like that and so I want him to be proud of who he is and it's and know. have role models yes and, yeah exactly people to look up to and so um I bought him a book that has autism heroes in it and so that kind of leads me into our next little adventure that we're working on um Oliver and I are writing a book together about autism heroes and um so someone that he really looks up to that is on the spectrum is the, actually the creator of Pokemon. And oh, I have so <laughs> many kids that love Pokemon. And a lot of people don't realize that the creator of Pokemon is actually on the spectrum. He has Asperger's. And um, from what I have researched, he said that he was obsessed with bugs. Mm-hmm. And so he took his obsession and created Pokemon and had them morph into all this kind of stuff that I don't understand, but Oliver does, and he loves it. And so just people like that, people, um, you know, they don't realize that people on the spectrum can make an impact in the world and, and do make an impact on the world. And so something as little as Pokemon, I mean, creating Pokemon, and it's this huge phenomenon and everybody knows Pokemon. So I just think that's really neat, and I love being able to have role models for Oliver and other kids on the spectrum that, um, you know, that they can have people to aspire to be like. Exactly. I think this is just an amazing story, even from beginning to end, about how you are the epitome of a mama bear. <laughs> you you know that your baby needs something, that your kid needs something, and you fought for your kid from day one, even when everybody was essentially telling you you're wrong and you're crazy, he's fine. 
Um, and then when she got that diagnosis, embraced it and embraced her kid and loved her kid. And look at all this stuff that you have done <laughs> just for him, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and just embracing who he is. I think that's really beautiful. Um, something that I did want to point out about the shirts is I came up with the design in December. And it has taken me a long time to find a company to work with because they are custom. Um, and I didn't want it to be... No offense to anyone. I hope I don't offend anyone. But I didn't want it to be a vinyl shirt that had, you know, I, I wanted it to be a, a shirt that you couldn't fill the letters on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was important high quality to me. T-shirt. High quality shirt. But I didn't, you know, I wanted to, it to hold up and things like that. And so um, finding a company to print them was such a challenge because... Each name does change on it, on the end, and I'm not ordering 50 at once. I'm ordering one at a time. And so um, I stumbled across this company one day. I don't even know how. Definitely a God thing, I guess, because they are a nonprofit T-shirt company called Spectrum Designs, and they hire people on the spectrum to work for them. So every purchase that you make um, for my shirts actually goes helping someone on the spectrum, giving them a job, things like that. And they they still have super high-quality standards there, um, but all, all levels of the spectrum, you mm-hmm. know, they're – I just think it's so cool. And uh, when I contacted them – before I even contacted them, I was so excited. I'm like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, this is a perfect pairing. And I called them and they said, we don't actually do one-off shirts anymore. We got away from doing that, but we love this idea so much that we want to make it work and we want to work with you. And so it's it a, just all worked out. I know. It's such a fantastic I had never company. heard of them before. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I love the podcast is we're finding out about all yeah. these cool companies that are doing all these awesome things. And you're right. These are really nice t-shirts. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to be working with Spectrum Designs. And um, that partnership is just, it's perfect. So. so for people that are interested in supporting this nonprofit organization, Spectrum T-shirts, what, how can they get connected? So you can find them on their website at spectrumdesigns.org. Um, they also, this doesn't apply to us because we are in Georgia, but if you're listening to the podcast somewhere else close to them, they also have a Spectrum Bakery where they hire people oh. um, in the bakery section. Where is that at? I think it's based out of New York. I can't, like, I'll have to look it up. Um, but they are they have Spectrum Design, Spectrum Bakery, and they have one other. So they it's three different companies under one umbrella that hire people on the spectrum so definitely check them out they are a wonderful company the staff is so so nice too um with communicating with me and everything so definitely check that out and then if you're interested in my shirts you can find those at willow and ashdesigns.com and just search for autism t-shirts and they'll be the autism squad shirts and we have them in adult toddler and youth sizes and we'll definitely post that on our facebook page and our website so you guys can easily find it you know i'm gonna have to order some these are great well and i was talking with her before we started recording and she had asked about starting a podcast so maybe (laughs) later this year that'll be another thing that we you know post and get out there so we'll have to see i'm always coming up with adventures so you never know where you'll find me
Well, thank you so much for coming in. This was an awesome story. I hope this really inspires some other parents that are out there. If you're going through the same thing, that there is hope out there and that, you know, take that time to choose joy. Yeah, thank you. And I'm just going to say stick with your mom gut. If you feel like your diagnosis, if you're not happy with how it went with the doctor, like get a second opinion and just keep a going. third opinion, yeah. a fourth opinion. I mean, I got probably five or six. Um <laughs> I bounced around until I felt heard. And that's the that's the great thing is, like, you have the option to hop around other people mm-hmm. until you feel heard. And once you feel heard and all your concerns, you know, like, that's, that's what did it for me. So. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. And be sure to check out all of the websites and links that we mentioned throughout here. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to a Peace of Hope podcast. To learn more about Peace of Hope or to donate to a Peace of Hope scholarship fund, visit appleseasaba.com forward slash Peace of Hope. Join us next week for more stories, conversations, and advice from the autism community for the autism community.